Hey, my gals. Hi. What's shaking? My ghouls. What's shaking? What's happening? Grooving in this heat. Join oh. some pool time. It's mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. We're and, just talking um, about how much water we need to be drinking. Get that Pedialyte intake. Yes. Uh-huh. That's and what also, the, the boys at the EMT say, you know? Yeah. They say drink the Pedialytes <laughs> because the Gatorades has too much sugar. Yeah, you got to get your electrolytes oh, without mm-hmm. all the sugar. Right, and some salt, I guess, some sodium. Yes, yep, yeah. Yep, That's yep. the thing, though. I can't, those super salty, like, electrolyte replacement, ugh, I just, yeah. ugh, <laughs> it's too much, too salty for my taste. Gotta do what you gotta do, girl. Be that mermaid. Seriously, though. But y'all, I'm having PTSD because remember the power outages we had in winter? Well, Texas is asking us to conserve energy again because they're already anticipating that we're going to have blackouts. But it's like since when, you know, like there were summers of past. I never heard from you. You didn't call. What's happening? You didn't tell me to turn up my air. No. Now they want us to have our homes at 78 degrees. That's not. Well, that is asking for a heat stroke. I tell you, in this weather. (laughs) No. I'm sweating. They need to get it together and fast. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Honey. Mm. They need to get it together. You know where I would rather be during a power outage? Where? (laughs) Maryland. Oh yeah, she's so good at she's so You're good at really telling good at people this. what's up. Before we get into Maryland, though, I just have a couple quick shout-outs, reminders. Code Spooky Ten at checkout to get your merch discount. Get you something nice. I'm telling y'all, I want all of the new merch. Um, Emily and I were discussing the little tie dye oh, hat. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. It it's comes everything. in pink. And then there's a green and blue one also. I mean, whoever is not wearing that to their beach parties, to their hiking outings this summer, I don't know you. Who are you? You know what? I'm going to order one right now. (laughs) I I, I don't have that gorgeous face, honey. And we also have water bottles now. So (sighs) cover that face, drink it. Stay hydrated. Get it done. She's speaking to our health. Yeah, just stay on top of it this summer. It's a hot one. Mm-hmm. Hot ghouls got to stay cool. Yeah, you know, stay ghoul. <laughs> stay ghoul. Wow. Wow. Um, and then, y'all, so we teased our trip. We're not revealing where we're going yet. Although patrons already know, and they're also going to get exclusive content while we are on our trip. So if that's something that interests you, go find us on Patreon. Sign up. You can do it for a dollar a month and you'll still get all the same content. So you're going to want to do it. Get with it. I'm saying there's going to be exclusive videos, probably tours of these haunted locations that we're visiting and staying. So yeah. And like, when do you see our faces, our beautiful faces? Never. <laughs> Hardly ever. Don't you want to see it? You do. Don't you want to <laughs> see us in action? Making those ghost hunts? Yes. Yeah, you do. I'm saying. All right, that's my two cents. But uh, like I said, we're doing the thing. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? What oh, was that? Was that a water bottle crash? <laughs> Did it sound like a fart? <laughs> Hold on, let me try. Now I can't do it again. Hold on. Oh. Um, I have these like air pack things that come in a pack. 
package and I just stepped on it and it was like, the people are going to love that. The most Is embarrassing. ASMR? Yeah. <laughs> the most embarrassing moment of my life happened in eighth grade and I was sitting on the floor. Wasn't the oh, chair. The shoe. It, it was, was my shoe. shoe. It was my fucking shoe. And I was sitting on the floor and I like slid my sh- like foot across the floor because I was about to stand up and it made this huge farting sound. <laughs> and the boy that I had a huge crush on was in the class at that time. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, it was my shoe. And my friend who was sitting next to me was like, it was her shoe. And he was like, then make it do it again. And I oh. couldn't make my shoe make the fucking sound again. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Well, he, I think that was just the spirit world telling you what a fool that man was. I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Got over it right then and there. Mm-hmm. He's a garbage person, but not like an actual <laughs> man who does the garbage because mad respect <laughs> to uh, sanitation workers. Yes. No, I mean, he's mm-hmm. like a person who's made trash. of trash. Yeah. He's right. a shithead. <laughs> yeah. He's constructed out of <laughs> yeah. trash. Yeah, he's Big made different. of trash. Yeah. But anyway, <sighs> you know what's not made of trash? Us. Uh, <laughs> and we're the golden goals. <laughs> Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Kylie said it. We're going to Maryland. I yes, heard Emily's am. kicking us off this week. I am. Maryland's great. I've been there a couple times. My brothers went to the water polo camp in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, look at yeah. that. Yeah. Great was time. it haunted? It was probably haunted for them. We would leave them there and then go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. It was great times oh. for all. But I'm going to take us to the DeCourcy Bridge over in Cambridge, Maryland, and talk to you guys about the Greenbrier Swamp and the legend of Big Liz. Oh, Big Liz. Big Liz needs to be discussed because she's more than a legend. She's quite a lady, quite a woman. Is she a boss babe? She's a boss babe. She sounds like a boss babe. said it right. She's definitely a boss babe with a lot to tell, and we should be looking out and following Liz. Let mm-hmm. me tell you about her. Liz, back in the day, she, uh, during the Civil War, was an enslaved woman. Her master was John Rustin, who was a Confederate sympathizer at the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, owner of Bucktown Tobacco Plantation on the Maryland Eastern Shore in southern Dor- Dorchester County. According to the blog, now there's lots of stories about Big Liz, but I'm going to go with Haunts and Histories version of this one. Um, According to them, it was obvious why people called her Big Liz. She was apparently tall and a very powerful woman. She was strong and obviously most certainly didn't share the political views with her master because a lot of people thought she was a union spy at the time. Now, this isn't Mm. confirmed or anything. This was just speculated and I think maybe more so speculated either by her master or just by the legend in general. But maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. She was a cool chick. So who knows? John Rustin, of course, believed she was a union spy and working with local collaborators. Rustin thought she was tipping off shipments of gold that he sent out from his plantation to pay rebel troops. 
and even telling people where his treasure trove was, which apparently was in his barn. Um, <laughs> that doesn't okay. seem like a good place for no. your treasure trove. Right. And maybe just yeah. everybody knew about it, you know? Um, <laughs> apparently, all of this mistrust led Rustin to believe that he had to get rid of Big Liz. Um, he, according to Hanson history, he knew he couldn't take her physically. So he devised a plan where he needed to hide his gold and also get rid of Liz. So he got Liz to help him carry his heavy gold chest to a nearby, to the nearby Greenbrier swamp and had Liz bury it beneath the ground. Apparently, while Liz was covering this box, um, Rustin struck. He ended up beheading her with a <sighs> foot-long tobacco knife. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Was that was that like a subway foot long? God, no. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Rustin, he then buried her body in the swamp, but without her head, which oh. was said to have rolled away somewhere to never be seen again. Jesus. Um, but Big Liz, you guys, she got her revenge. Good. It was said that in that same night, Rustin met his end and was apparently frightened to death in his bedroom, literally frightened to death. He died in his bedroom by midnight because he was visited from a zombie-like ghost of Liz who had her head tucked under her arm <gasps> and spooked him. Ooh, I got chills. Mm-hmm. The DeCourcy Bridge. Oh, wait. Sorry, I'm skipping ahead on my article. <laughs> Liz wasn't done there, y'all. She believe she never left the scene, and she's believed to be there to this day. So the DeCourcy Bridge crosses over the Transcraking River, which is like where the Greenbrier Swamp, I guess, is, and it meanders through the marshes. And if you want to meet the legend of Liz, um, you have to park on this bridge, turn off your car, Honk your horn three times. Some say flash your lights while honking the horn and then wait. Apparently, <laughs> Big Liz's presence will manifest itself right then and there. She comes in as a glowing orb and can be heard making a low moaning sound. Yeah. Ah. But the legend also says Liz will be holding her head in her hands and she will ask you to follow her through the trees and mud where she will lead you to her evil person's treasure. <sighs> Rustin. Has anyone ever found the treasure? No. And it's said, oh. it's said though that I mean, some may be scared, maybe, but it's also said that people really respect Liz and they think it's her treasure. Like, that's yours, girl. Mm-hmm. Keep it. Like, we don't, we don't want to take it. But at the same time, I want to go see you, Liz, and be like, I'll follow you, girl. I'll look at it and leave it there, you know? Yeah. Like, keep it there for you. But I I feel like you want me to come, right? You want me to to tell me something. Yeah. That's rightfully her treasure. Right. So that's the story of Liz. Damn. Big Liz. The legend of Big Liz. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm down Uh, to do it. I'm down to go on the bridge and try. You know, yeah, why not? I think you know? that if you respect Liz, Liz respects you. That's what right. it sounds like to me. Yes. Yeah, she is like what Kylie said, she's a boss babe. So Yeah, yeah. That's she's going to respect. 
And you know what I like about her? What? She doesn't work for an MLM, so she's not going to be pushy. She's not going <laughs> right. to try to recruit you. She doesn't work from Wi-Fi. She doesn't have time freedom, and she is not her own boss. However, she's a boss babe. So even more respect. Like, yeah. perfect boss babe. And she yeah. has been stacking her coins for a hot for minute. years. I mean, what <laughs> do you think the treasure is worth That's today? what I was going to say. You know how much she's worth? A lot. Loads. Boatloads. We all aspire to be big Here's what I want to do. I want to find the treasure and find, like, Liz's, like, distant relatives, descendants from, right. you know, Liz's fam, and be like, this is yours. This is yours, you guys. Take it. Rightfully so. Maybe that's what she wants. Maybe. You know? Well, you know, that's the vibe I'm picking up. All I right. feel like she wants it to go to to people who deserve it. And There's not more research to be had here, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do. I'll I'll look into this. Okay. Perfect. We appreciate it. I got a spooky one for you guys. Tell yes. us. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. We're heading over to Baltimore. Yep. You heard you heard over it? yeah definitely yep. have <laughs> this is the admiral fell in so the fell family who were quakers from lancaster england founded Love fell's it. point in 1730 and they developed it into a major shipbuilding center as well as a busy deep water seaport for importing and exporting so they were moving stuff and grooving stuff they had it Shipping out, shipping in. Mm-hmm. So throughout the 18th and 19th centuries, Fells Point was bustling with exports of Maryland tobacco, where tobacco is already the trend. That's, <laughs> it that's is. Maryland's thing. You know what wasn't a trend? That Maryland had a lot of what? crabs. Crabs. Oh. Yeah, so. Huh. Like sea crabs. I hope so. Okay. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> So, yeah, they're exporting Maryland tobacco and grain, and uh, they're getting imports from Europe and the West Indies, and it is popping off there. Fast forward to 1900, though, and Fells Point had become a rough place. Uh, It was a district full of sailors, saloons, mob business, and brothels. The mob was there. So... I, the mob was everywhere. You're I right. feel like True. they're in at least one story every week. <laughs> so the Port Mission opened up a Christian boarding house and recreational center named the Anchorage. Uh, this building is the central structure of today's Admiral Fell Inn. So the name came from the Fell, the Fell family. Seaman would enjoy a safe night's sleep after a mandatory delousing, because, you know, mm-hmm. that was a big thing back then, <laughs> lice. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> and nuns took care of sailors in the main part of the building. So this was, like, where, where injured sailors would end up or anyone who was just under the weather to come here. The anchorage became super popular and expanded to uh, a boarding house that is now connected to it. There's there's several buildings on the property now. Then in 1929, the YMCA took over the anchorage and expanded it to a 105-room Siemens YMCA. But the rooms were so small that it was commonly referred to as the doghouse. So mm. not the mm. most pleasant quarters. Sometimes I feel like 
my house is the dog house. Because <laughs> you got dogs there. Right. Got dogs. Yeah. Anyway, the Siemens YMCA provided lodging for 50,000 sailors a year, which is, that's a lot of guys. That's a lot of people. And operated until 1955. Uh, and then for the next few decades, tenants rolled in and out, um, with the last one being a vinegar works bottling factory, which closed oh, delish. in the 1970s. So this building has has been a lot of things. Then in 1985, the Anchorage reopened under its name today. The Admiral fell in originally as a 38-room bed and breakfast. But as of 1996, the hotel has 80 rooms, a rooftop entertainment space. Everyone oh. raves about this rooftop. Cute. And uh, they've got 18th century decor and furnishings that reflect the era that the space kind of grew from. Love that. Yeah, so it's got a vibe and a look. But um, I don't know if these pieces are actually from the 1800 or the 18th century or they just look oh, it. Okay. So right. you might be So safe. I can sit on it. Yeah. Okay. I highly doubt that they have their 1700s furniture in there. But that would be impressive, you know? It would. It would. You know, kept that it would. good. Maybe they have a few things here and there, but probably don't want our 2021 butts on there. Really old stuff. <laughs> you know, butts have grown over the centuries. Butts are large. Yeah, when you look at like old furniture, <laughs> it's so small. It really mm-hmm. is. It looks like children's furniture. <laughs> but people used to be so tiny, so. So small. What are you going to do about it? Now for the spooky stuff. Today, the hotel is considered one of the most haunted in Maryland. And that shouldn't be any surprise because patrons have died there. uh, Sailors passed away there, possible mob victims. So the hotel has seen some death, secret and otherwise, in its day. And The Sun, which is a newspaper now known as the Baltimore Sun, reported that one sailor actually shot himself on the hotel property. So there are even like actual reported and publicized deaths that have taken place there. Many guests have reported seeing floating sailors. Cute. Emily, I'm looking at you. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Um, Come my way. (laughs) He's like, float over here, baby. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they see floating sailors where there actually used to be fire escape stairs. So they're not there anymore, but they'll be like floating as if they're going upstairs, which pretty no, interesting. Um, people have also had butlers knock on their hotel doors, you know, ask if they need anything. They open it. Nobody's there. Ooh. Dang it. I wanted a cocktail. Yes. I'm like, I wanted to place this drink order, sir. Rude. <sighs> Very rude. Ugh. Sometimes spirits are even seen wandering the halls or heard partying upstairs with music of times past. Cute. Yeah, cute. This is a great place. I know. It honestly sounds very lively. And this yeah. next one gets me. Once in a while, there's a ghost dog that's spotted playing in the hallways. <gasps> An angel. Yeah. And if that's not enough for you, these ghosts are pranksters. You know what they like to do? Set off people's alarm clocks at weird hours. Rude. But I get it. They're just trying to bring you up to the party. They're like, exactly. You're right. Yeah. You're right. 
The party started an hour ago. I don't know how you didn't hear the pumping jams, but <laughs> wake the fuck up and come join us. Exactly. The absolute old time bops. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One guest even reported being awoken by the sound of footsteps before seeing a woman walk through the wall. And she told him to lie back down and go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Mom? No, yeah, Ma'am? it sounds like my grandma. Yeah, you know? she's like, funny. <laughs> Shut Go back eyes. to bed. Uh, like, okay, mom. No. Okay. Don't stay out too late. I'll be waiting <laughs> on you. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not just the guests who have witnessed these ghosts. There was an incident after an evacuation due to a hurricane where the hotel manager heard one of the loud parties going on, even though the hotel was empty. Hmm. And then again in 2003, when the tropical storm Isabel hit, the general manager heard a similar party upstairs, but the hotel was once again empty. So I think that it, it's interesting that these incidents occurred around these tropical storms. Yeah. Those rowdy sailors are not afraid to party at any time. They're like, hurricane. No, dude. They're Never trying heard to distract their noise. They're like, this is the perfect time to rage. <gasps> Emily. Exactly. You're right. You know? And that's what it is. They can't be on the water during these storms. They have to stay somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they're staying there. Mm-hmm. You're partying. Hmm. Yeah. I know my semen. She does. She <laughs> knows them. But if you want a truly haunted experience, you got a sand room 413. This room was the scene of a murder in 1999. (gasps) Not even, you know, I act like 99 was last week because it feels like it was, but it was a hot minute ago. But still, like, pretty recent in a lot of stories that we hear. You don't hear about a 99 murder. So Christopher Jones was an out-of-town guest attending a pharmaceutical convention, and he was killed by Gary Mick, who had been stalking him. It's pretty gruesome, but Mick actually bashed in his head with a hammer, and he was only caught because he tried to kill somebody else, and the victim got away and identified him. That's... A lot. Wait, did he yeah. know him and was stalking him, or was he just stalking him? Because he See, it's, it's unclear, Unclear. but there were, like, hints and, like, mentionings that Jones was a gay man. And I was just going to so say, he, it's, it was a lover. It was, I think it was actually, a, it seemed to be a hate crime. Right. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. So, really yeah. dark. No surprise that there is something there. But some of the hotel's housekeepers get strange feelings when they clean the room. They clean that one as quick as they can. So maybe you don't actually want to stay there. Maybe it's yeah. not not up to standards. But other mm-hmm. employees refuse to even go in at all because they say the feeling is just so oppressive and just downright bad. It's messed mm-hmm. up. Uh, Some have even felt a breeze or a hand resting on their shoulder, while others have experienced sudden cold spots and shadows darting around the room. Mm. Yeah, much, much to see. Okay, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in 413. But the hotel offers its own ghost tour, so they believe in and embrace their spirit friends. Good, Apparently the guides are super knowledgeable. They'll even take you on, like, 
little ghost hunts of sorts. They've got lots of picture evidence and video evidence to back it up. So if anyone ever is in Baltimore and says, what's something spooky I can do? Do this. Let us know. Because it sounds like a very haunted spot. Love it. And then and then go eat crab. Crab. Yeah. Don't yeah. smoke the tobacco. Don't no, smoke the tobacco. Don't, we don't, yeah. we don't I mean, you know what? That? If that is your chosen path, but I'm just gonna say think of, I don't think of your health. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe vape. I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. You guys want me to wrap this up with a wrap it, baby story? We love cryptids, right? Am I right? Yes. Mm -hmm. We especially love the goat man of Prince George's County. Damn. Am I right? Yeah. So as Matt Blitz writes, or wrote, I suppose, in his article in the Washingtonian, there are many variations of the story of of Prince George's County goat man that it's nearly impossible to keep them straight. So for some... He is this lonely, angry goat herder who went crazy after finding that his beloved goats died due to teams <gasps> that came by and like what? basically killed the goats, which is horrible. <gasps> I would also go crazy right? if someone killed all my it, goats. Right? Like those are those are his pets. That those are his kids. Disgusting. I know. But hopefully that's not true. It's a it's a rumor, you know, it's it's, a, it's one of the many rumors. Another rumor. The goat man is the, he's in the same family as Bigfoot. So maybe they're like cousins or distant cousins. I'm not sure the connection <laughs> there. I, we're going to have to look mm-hmm. at a, a family cryptid tree. Um, and I then. I would think nephew. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I could see that. I, I could see. definitely see that. Yeah. Maybe Bigfoot's his godfather. Oh, maybe they're Catholic. Ooh. They're Catholic, yeah. you know? And in the most bizarre tale of them all, the goat man is actually the result of a ghastly experiment at the Beltsville Research Agricultural Center. And the USDA facility had to actually deny that they were like doing experiments on goats and humans. (laughs) So thank you, Matt Blitz. So, when did the goat man begin? When did his story start? Legend has it, and according to the University of Maryland archives, the goat man has been frequenting Fletchertown Road in Bowie, Prince George County, Maryland, for quite some time. So, in 1971, uh, journalist Karen Hosler wrote an article on these archives. Um, about about the goat man. And then a few weeks later, she wrote another article titled Residents Fear Goat Man Lives. Dog Found Decapitated in Old Bowie. According to this article, this poor dog's family, as well as some nearby teens in the, in the neighborhood, had heard some questionable sounds at night. And some of these people claim to have seen a large creature walking on its hind legs on Fletchertown Road. The same night, the dog disappeared. Ooh. So, Karen, you know, maybe I shouldn't be calling her a journalist, but uh, maybe she's more of a, a, 
a fiction writer. Am I right? She, <laughs> she was like, yep, yeah. it's the, the goat man killed this dog. And then it just everyone was freaking out. It's like it was freaking out. seeing something in the dark walking on its hind legs through a person. I mean, picture the shadow of a goat man. Right. Like it, it could it could just be a tall guy with a fat ass, you know? Or yeah, leaning over. True. Like, I have seen, you know, hunched over. Scoliosis. Like, exactly. Sometimes my butt sticks out and hun- and I hunch over a little bit. <laughs> you got it. Exactly. Because you're holding that ass up in the air. Right. I get it. You never know. God. <laughs> it's not a it's not this cryptid eating dogs. It's just right. someone with back issues and, and we'll a Kardashian butt. Yeah. I I'm concerned about this journalist who is creating like mass hysteria. <laughs> when was this article published? 81? 71. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. So she time. was yeah, I guess she was basically taking these old legends in the archives and trying to give them life again, and she succeeded. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ma'am, let's freak everybody out. Come on. So they called in the specialist, University of Maryland folklorist, Mm. Barry Pearson. And he said, he was like, you know what? This, the Goatman legend began so long ago. And it was basically like repopularized in 1971 when the death of a dog was blamed on Goatman by local residents. And Pearson uh, relates that like bored, quote, bored teenagers, unquote, kept the Goatman legend lo- alive by repeating the story and also suggesting that the creature attacks couples. Uh, Goatman frequents local lovers lane, which is a spot where lovers go. <laughs> oh, come on. So, you know, people basically just adding to the victim list to to mm-hmm. incite more fear amongst those in um, Bowie. Don't go to Lover's Lane and make out or you'll die. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. By goat man. Mm-hmm. I get it. So, Mom and dad told me that, too. That's where I was conceived. Oh. Local Lover's Lane. Goat man is my father. Oh, that explains the rump on you. <laughs> it's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> so, a few years later, graffiti started showing up. Goatman was here. Oh. And the police would be called okay. with reports of Goatman sightings. And of course, a lot of these were most likely pranks, but there were enough that there were like plenty on record for it to be almost concerning. And it kept, it kept the legend alive. We've got, there were a lot of people writing about the goat man. <laughs> Lori Aratani wrote in the Washington post in 2008. So recent times folks that, <laughs> and I mentioned this before earlier on that the goat man is said to have once been a scientist who worked in the Beltsville agricultural research center. So in this version, an experiment on goats backfired and the scientist mutated into a half man, half goat creature. Oh my God, who began Jekyll and Hyde. Exactly, right? But a little a little cuter. And Goatman <laughs> began aggressively attacking cars all around Bowie and Beltsville, Maryland. I'm like, all right, attack a car. That's better than a, a dog or lovers, you know, like just 
not humans. I just, car. Why would a why would a goat be attacking cars? You mm-hmm. know, like goats do crazy stuff. I see them like hop on a pile of wood and throw themselves <laughs> off. You know, I see them do, run into a tree and toss themselves off. Goats do crazy stuff, but cars, I, I just know. don't see it. Maybe like, the scientist was a was a car guy. Is it the oh. bottom half a man, the top half is a goat? So then that means his arms are hooves. What damage can be <gasps> done there? Oh my God, you know? true, true. A lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, maybe not as much. Right. I don't know, a hoof seems powerful. That can create some dents. Dude, I got fingers and hands, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... Yeah. I sh- the gum yeah, man should like be a alarmed. hoof is very, very hard, it seems. Yeah. I don't know. Picture this. A hoof with fingers coming out. I'd <laughs> <Loud> scream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me continue. Another <laughs> variation of the legend as I mentioned earlier, is that Goatman himself was like an old hermit. He was, he kept to himself. He lived in the woods and could often be seen walking alone at night along Fletcherton Road, but he didn't bother anyone. He was just this cryptid that was embarrassed <laughs> because oh. he he didn't know. Was he a goat? Was he a human? He was having identity issues. He wasn't accepted by the goats. He wasn't accepted by the humans. So he just kept to himself. Hmm. We don't know. Poor guy. Other versions say that, as we mentioned before, he is a Bigfoot-like creature, perhaps a nephew of Bigfoot himself. However, he's an evil spirit from, and this is a belief from the Native Americans. So I don't know if that oh. means that this goes back hundreds and hundreds of years or not. Um, but apparently this goat man is an evil spirit named Oki. And he is an angry goat herder out for revenge on the teenagers who killed his beloved goats. So very similar to the other story or the other um, legend. Members of two prominent local families told Prince George's County historian Mark Opsasnik. That's a fun name that I've never seen. Opsasnik. (laughs) That the stories began as a way to keep their kids from like wandering too far from home and like into the woods when it was very rural. So like the, the joke was the goat man would come get them if they didn't do as they were told. My God. So many rumors about this goat man. He seriously. My God. <laughs> so goat man, he's famous even though he might keep to himself and he, and perhaps he doesn't bother anyone. He, as you've heard, has been hot in the media and he was, um, it inspired an episode of the X-Files, which is, that means you've made it. You know what I mean? It was included in a British documentary for some reason. Um, and there was a popular Route 1 haunted house in the early 2000s called Goatman Hollow. So it's not there anymore, but y'all got to go to Bowie. You got to go to Fletcherton Road. Let us know what you find. Yes. It's so, first off, if I'm believing any of these legends, it's going to be the Native American legend. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Just because I feel like usually there's a little bit more truth to mm-hmm. to those stories, mm-hmm. you know, and also they're like very spiritually connected to the land, and yeah. you know the 
the other planes of existence. So I think if anyone has a story, it's going to be them. Let me... But also... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, so many of these legends and, like, cryptid stories have, like, bits and pieces stolen from each other. It's just... It's so interesting Mm -hmm. to see how they all kind (sighs) of steal from each other. Classic legends, you know? That's what they do. Yeah, it's a legend for you. That's a legend for you. Cute. Yeah. Well, that's Maryland for you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone who's listening out there. All the people. I liked it. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. go. I want to find Big Liz. That's yes. like that's what I think we should do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The next time someone Hit asks me, like, who inspires you? We're gonna say Big Liz. Liz. Absolutely, Big Liz. it's Big Liz. I mean, come on. She's Come still on. around trying to give the people something, you know? She's mm-hmm. a queen. Queen. Mm. Well, we'll see <sighs> you soon, Liz. Yeah. I yeah. should probably yeah. We're uh, be sent to the Naval Academy now for making fun of my brothers. <laughs> oh, goodbye. Everyone say goodbye to so Emily. Goodbye to me. Bye, I will Emily. Be, uh, it's nice knowing suffering you. Suffering in the pool <laughs> with the water polo players. Everyone send her your thoughts and Thank prayers. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Send us those stories at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. There's going to be another ghoul talk before you know it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.